0: Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today we are going to talk about uniquely gifted to help others. Yes, the topic is uniquely gifted to help others. Gift given the, um, is the act of bestowing a favor or an item on another person without expecting anything in return. Let's say it again. Gift or given is the act of bestowing a favor or an act, um, or an item on another person without expecting anything in return. The purpose of a gift may be to honor, to celebrate, or simply to bestow favor or help. God is the giver of every good and perfect gift, including internal life, including salvation and the necessity of life, ability to work, the Holy Spirit, spiritual abilities above all, his indescribable gift of his son, Jesus Christ. The Christian's gifts to God should not be bribes to obtain his favor, but grateful responses to what he has done in our lives. We are to give for God loves a cheerful giver. Giving itself can be thought of as a gift from God. You heard that. Giving itself can be thought of as a gift from God. Having gifts, let us use them. He who gives with a liberty, liberty, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so let us go into 2 Timothy chapter one, verse six. And this is what the word of God says. For this reason, I remind you, to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the line on my, of my hand. And so the gift of giving to Timothy is compared to a fire that he must fan into flames. The um, gift was probably a special anointing and power from the Holy Spirit to fulfill his ministry. No, that the gifts and power bestowed on us by the spirit do not automatically remain strong and vital. They must be fueled by the grace of God through our prayers, faith, and obedience and diligence. So in, in first theologians chapter five, verse 19 through 20 says this, quench not the spirit, despise not the, not prophecy. No, not prophesies. let me say it again. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesizing. Paul equates putting at, um, out the spirit fire with depreciate, despising, or rejecting the Holy Spirit's supernatural manifestation, such as prophesizing. To repress or reject, the orderly function of prophes- prophecy are of the spiritual gifts, will result in the loss of any manifestation of the spirit among believers. These two verses clearly indicate that the church in the first century commonly experienced spiritual gifts in the public worship. They were not something unique just to the church in Corinthians, and carefully that that although prophetic utterance were not um, to be treated with contempt, they were to be examined carefully and properly supervised by the leaders. So let us get back into the Word of God. So we're going to go down to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And this is what the Word of God says. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So the manifestation of the Spirit are given according to the Spirit's will. When need arises according to the believer's eager desires. Some gifts are manifestation of the Spirit according through some individuals on a regular basis. And a believer may have more than one gift to minister to others. The believer ought to desire gifts, not just one gift. Apostle Paul listens of, lists a variety of gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to believers, though he does not define their characteristics, but he does list the list of that is given to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at this. Message of wisdom message of wisdom this is a wise utterance spoken through the operation of the holy spirit it is not the same as having the wisdom of god for daily living number two message of knowledge this is an utterance inspired by the holy spirit that reveals knowledge about people circumstances or biblical truth it is closely with the prophecy number three faith this is not saving faith but a special supernatural face imparted by the Holy Spirit that enables the Christian to believe God for the extraordinary in miracles. Number four, gifts of healing. These gifts are given to the church to restore physical health by supernatural means. Number five, miracle powers. They include divine acts in which God's kingdom is manifested, manifested against Satan and evil spirits. Number six, Prophecy, we must distinguish between prophecy as a temporary manifestation of the spirit and prophecy as a ministry gift of the church. Number seven, distinguish between spirits. The gift is a special um, a special spirit given ability to properly discern evil spirits to distinguish whether or not an utterance is from the Holy Spirit. Number eight, speaking in different kinds of tongues. As a spiritual, supernatural manifestation of the spirit. And number nine, interpretation of the tongue. This is the spirit given ability to understand and communicate it, the meaning of utterance in spoken in tongues. That's just like when we in church. And someone speaking in tongues, somebody should in that church should be able to interpret it for the people who don't understand tongues, for they can get more understanding. That's the way the Bible is teaching us in order to speaking in tongues. But we got to understand when we speak in tongues, we speak it to God. Sometimes when people come into the church and they 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 are not really they still baby Christians. They look at us like we're crazy because they're not understanding what we're speaking. See, speaking in tongues is speaking to God. We can speak among each other as believers uh, speaking in tongues. But when we have a baby Christian coming into the church, it's not—I won't say it's not good to speak in tongues. It's good to speak in tongues if someone can interpret it. But if someone cannot interpret it, it'll be good to speak in the language they can understand, for they can t- continue to grow in a maturity as a Christian because it takes time to grow. It's a process. So let's get back into the word of God. So we're going to go into Romans chapter eight, verse four. I love the word of God. Let's go. Okay. So it says this in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. All right, so the Holy Spirit working within believers allows them to live lives of righteousness, which is seen as fulfillment of God's moral law. The operation of grace and obedience to the law of God are not in conflict. They both point to righteousness and holiness. So I got to go into Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to go down to verse 26. And this is what the word of God says. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldless groans. So concerning the Holy Spirit's active activity in helping the believer in prayer, the three observations are important. Number one, the child of God has two divine intercessors. Christ is interceding for the believer in heaven and the Holy Spirit is interceding for um interceding within the believers on this earth. So we have two um two divine intercessors. Number two, with groanings point to the spirit's intercession intervealed within the believers and uttered by the by the believer. Number three, Spiritual art spiritual desires and yearnings as believers find the source in the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. The Spirit Himself sighs and groans, travails within us, longing for the day for our final redemption. He appeals to the Father on our behalf of our needs and according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit takes hold of our weaknesses. He helps and empowers us to be victorious rather than victims in our circumstances. You got to understand and believers, we are supposed to be victorious. We ain't supposed to be victims. I'm sorry to say, but I feel like a lot of Christians are stuck in to victim of fear and anxiety and standing at home and afraid. But God called us to be victorious. He said, he told us, don't look up. We don't look on this stuff on this earth. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by what we believe, what God says. Regardless if I see what i seen today and I heard what I heard today. And yes, I might was crying because people's life got shot and killed. But God knows, I still believe. I even said it. I even though with my tears, I was crying because those people who passed away, just like it because of gunshot. But I prayed and I prayed and I, I said, God, I still believe you. I still I still believe you can heal this land. I still believe you can deliver us. I still believe it's going to be an awakening with your power of your Holy Spirit. I still believe thousands and millions of souls will come back to you. I still believe that you can move in a mighty way just as well as he did with Moses in Moses' life as he parted the Red Sea. Just as well, I mean, just, just as well as he did with Esther and the Jews and just as well as he did with King David and the Goliath, just as well as he did with all his children, even the Lord Jesus Christ when he was up on that cross he said, Father, Father, Please forgive them for they know not what they do. So we walk by faith and not by sight. And we're still uniquely gifted by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me get back into my notes. And so he helps us and empowers us to be victors rather than victims in our circumstances. But he also intercedes and intervenes in our behalf when we are helpless, when we are weak. See, it's good. That's why we, we got to continue to grow maturely in our inner being, in our inner man with the help of the Holy Spirit so we can he can intervene and intercede on our behalf and to the Heavenly Father about our own issues or our needs or what's going on or where we're weak at, when we feel helpless, when we feel we don't have no strength anymore, when we go going through anxiety, when we're going through fear. And I'm not saying that naturally we, we naturally will go through those things, but we're not supposed to stay stuck in them. Yes, I might go through some anxiety sometimes, but I always rebuke, the, I, I try my best to rebuke Satan and tell him the devil is a lie because God is with me. I rebuke you Satan. get thee behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. You got to go. And I keep moving. I might feel for it. but feelings don't lead me. The Holy Spirit leads me. So you got to understand, you cannot let fear lead you even though you feel it. Remember, God gives us the power and authority to trample over the serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. It is our part to cooperate with God. It is our part to let the Holy Spirit use us on the inner part so we can continue to grow. So we got to stop being on baby milk and just getting so dressed up and getting so clean, getting our hair done, good praise the Lord of church. At the end of the day, we are in a spiritual war for a fight, and we got to learn how to fight back against the devil. Hmm. Jesus, help me calm down. So let me get into the story. I want to get to the story about Helen, Helen Keller. So Helen Keller achieved amazing goals despite being unable to see or hear. At 19 months of age, an illness caused her to go completely blind and completely deaf. Helen's parents sought help for her in Boston at a Perkins school for the blind. The Perkins school assigned a tutor named Ann Sullivan to work with this child. Helen was terribly frustrated and often become resistant and violated angry. Many teachers would have lost their patience, but Ann Sullivan kept her, her composure and persisted in her efforts to teach Helen. Eventually, Helen learned to read, braille, to write, and even to speak. Helen also decided she wanted to attend college, and Ann Sullivan helped her prepare and gain acceptance in Radcliffe College, associated with Harvard University. And with Sullivan's help, she graduated with honors, having mastered several languages. Four years later, while in college, Helen started a writing career that will last more than 50 years. She went on receiving many awards, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And so Joyce Meyer says this, a vital key to her success was the fact that Ann Sullivan believed In her and her patience, wisdom, and teaching ability combined to make her a uniquely gifted teacher for Helen. God has uniquely gifted us to help someone be available um, as God's open doors for us to do so. We are called to help others. We are called to use the spiritual gifts that I name off the list to be able to intervene and help other people. God has given it to us. We don't have to look at other people when God has already anointed us with the power of his Holy Spirit. What are we choosing to do about it? We cannot just sit around and gospel. We need more light in this dark, evil, wicked world. We need more soul. We need the Lord's power. We need unity. We need to help one another and not be envy and jealous of one another. That is not a part of the spirit. That is a part of the flesh. And when we see people who's envy and jealous in gospel, let us pray for them. Because that's what's going on inside their inner man. They only can produce what they have inside of their heart. So instead of us acting like them, let us continue to pray for them, for they could be uniquely gifted by the power of the Holy Spirit as they repent of their sins and come back to Christ. But we are uniquely gifted to be used on this earth and not be stuck in fear, but moved by the Holy Spirit and guidance. And He's teaching us and He's helping us as we continue to grow as mature Christians. But let us not stay on baby meal. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.